Hi, I'm Pete Price, and my podcast this week is with Kerry Katona. Yep, Atomic Kitten, the lady herself. And she's doing something quite wild. Trash Monsters. You want to know more about it? Listen in now. It's Pete Price with Kerry Katona. Liverpool Live. I'm taking part in an experiment, a social experiment, to reduce uh, waste and recycle. Me and my family, we we take takeaways and all kinds of things. So I'm doing an experiment to carry all the waste on me to see what it feels like, hoping that I will change my ways and my kids will change their ways. Give me the jungle any day rather than this. Really? Yeah. It is un- unbelievable, isn't it, it? Honest to God, it stinks. I'm smelly. I'm sweaty. Just a normal day, really. <laughs> <laughs> and did you make all this? This is my rubbish from my home. So this is your rubbish. This from is your over home. a week's worth of rubbish from me and my children. Isn't it disgusting? So this is a week's worth of rubbish. And you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a week. Yeah. You think she's joking? <laughs> I've got to tell you. You just can't believe... I, 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 I am never stuck for words. A bit like yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but I am stuck for yeah. words. It is just... I tell you what, you like your junk food. We do. I'm very embarrassed about it, Peter. <laughs> In fact, I could strip you. Ooh! And... Um, <laughs> Examine every little pile of them. I'm sure you could, and I'm sure we'd enjoy it as well. I'm sure there's some chicken bones in there somewhere. (laughs) Now, are you doing this on your own, or um... no? No, there's there's myself, John Barnes, and Jodie Kidd. um, But all will be revealed very, very soon. Um, It's a great social experiment. I'm really glad I took part. I've really learned a lot. I mean, I don't even know what carbon footprint was until I did this show. So I think it's really educational as well, not just for me, but for my children as well. So, so what's the show for? Is Channel it 4. Channel 4. Channel 4 show. Um, I can't really say too much about no, no, it, no, even I... though I'm sat here like this, but <laughs> it, honest to God, it'll be a real eye-opener to people. It's really opened my eyes, and um, I, I'm, I, I feel quite ashamed and embarrassed. I've been very ashamed and embarrassed quite a few times in my life, as we know, but this really... Um, bites a bullet, maybe. <laughs> it's and and what is is ridiculous. She's got all this trash, but the the diamond ring is definitely. Coming <laughs> <laughs> She's got this diamond ring, which is driving me mad. It's you know one of those that dazzles you with the light. Hey, it's best one I've had so far. Let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. We'll take a break. Yeah. We'll come back and yeah. talk to you. As Kerry Katona. As the one and only. With the rubbish on. <laughs> I wish I could put a picture up. You would not believe what she looks like. You really <laughs> would not believe it. One more thing before mm-hmm. we talk about anything else. Is it you or is it me that smells? I promise you it's definitely 100% me. <laughs> Honestly, I have had to wear this constantly in 30 degree heat. I'm not even joking you to the point that the, the smell is so disgusting that um, I think I'm going to have to, you know, yeah. bath for about a month after this. After it, yeah. but you're not bathing before. But you can't tell us anything about it. It's well, a that's new the problem. thing. I, I can I can let one slip and no one knows. <laughs> I could do like a pump in it, and everyone just thinks it, it's the bats that oh, are the So glad you told me that. I'm going to keep pumping. <laughs> made my day and we can blame you for the first time ever you've moved back up north I have can you believe it after 13 years 12 years yeah 
So you're going to have all the press outside your door no, again? No, absolutely not. I'll be honest with you, Pete. When I, I moved back up, when I first moved back up, I had a bit really bad anxiety thinking, I hope... When I was here, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was here in Wimslow, I was doing a lot of drugs. I went into bankruptcy. I was in a really, really, really bad place. Packed the car up, moved down south, never looked back. But I'm an only child, so I want to be closer to my mum. I'm a different person. I've got different people in my life now. It, it's time to come home, and I don't have all the press hanging around, and I'm really hidden away, and... They've got no reason to hang around anymore, Pete. I'm just dead open and honest about everything, so they've got nothing on me anymore. I'm glad you said that, because there's nothing they can say about I it. I own it all. I own it all. shape or form. Looking back at your journey... Oh, when we first met. Yeah, well... She's going to break out the song. Uh, looking back at your journey you've been on, and mm-hmm. you, we've known each other for a long time, it's been really horrendous, hasn't it? Mm. I mean, there's been ups and downs. There's been some good points, but it's been horrendous. Do you not think it's been very cruel and even worse now for young people mm. over um, the press because of, of, of social media. Yeah, I think uh, it's not so much the papers anymore. Back in the day when I was living in Wimsdale, oh. obviously we had the news of the world. I had the paparazzi sat outside my house every day. Social media is a whole nother level. I've been in this industry for 23 years and I've only just got my head around being who I am in the industry and handling it. For newbies who come off Love Island and all of a sudden they're reading all these awful comments about... I mean, when I was in Atomic Kitten, we didn't have Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So when I when I lived in Wimbledon, on Facebook was a new thing. I used to sit there scrolling all the nasty comments about me. And there could be like 20 comments and one bad comment, but that one bad comment would stay in my mind. And it really messes with your head. I mean, I was in a really, really bad place. And I, I think if you haven't got good people around you, if you don't take that break, that breath, stop, look around, taking who is in your life at that moment in time and make sure they're all good people. That's the only kind of advice I could give anybody because I had so many hangers on, so many people using me. Everybody just want, wanted a bit of me money or, you know, it was all about the drugs. It was, um best thing actually was going into bankruptcy because they all just disappeared. Interesting you say that. Do you worry, I mean, you, you've got kids yourself, do you not worry, um, and you, you will sit on them because you know what you're doing, but do you not worry for young people because of social media, because of all the problems? Massively, massively. I mean, I have bipolar, and just because I'm I'm looking well and I've got a nice big house, I've got a nice car, my career's doing well, that does not mean that I don't have a down day or I... You know, I understand what social media can do and I'm a massive advocate for helping people or telling people to reach out. Don't feel ashamed. All these young people who are on social media, my own children, I, I, to my children, I make sure that they have an open profile on Instagram that if they get trolled, I teach them to deal with it. I don't want them to... Social media isn't going anywhere, Pete. There's no point me going, oh, stay away from social media. It isn't going anywhere. All the kids are on it, so my children are on it. And if they get trolled, they have to deal with it. And I'm trying to teach my children that it doesn't matter what anybody else... It doesn't define you what anybody else thinks of you. All that matter is, is what you think of yourself and what your family thinks. Sometimes not even what your family thinks, yeah. to be honest. What, what, what do you think of the word influencer? Because do you not think it's been being used too much now? Because these people are believing their own publicity, some of them. I think... I th- See, my Heidi, she's 14, 
and she'll be like, she'll mention somebody, say, I'm like, I don't even know who these people are. And she'll show me the Instagram, they've got like 4 million followers on. Haven't got a clue, never seen them on the TV. I think we're just moving into another... I mean, we're old school people. We're moving into another world that I... I, I mean, I've got young kids. I, I can't get me around it. And when I say the word influencer, I mean, I get paid to promote stuff on social media, but I'm not an influencer. I don't actually know what I am, to be honest with you. don't even know what my job is. You're caricatona. That's my job. Simple as that. Yeah, but I think uh, we're just moving into a different generation that... We all trying to have got to try and learn what it is because I haven't got. A, they're all into. My kids don't watch telly. My kids don't watch TV. Really? Just no, on the phone. TikTok and yeah. YouTube. Yeah, that's that's what my kid, my seven year old. That's all they watch. You know, you know, back in the day, I was just having this conversation with um, Marcus, who's directing the show of Trash Monsters. Give you a little bit of shout out there. Um, back in the day, when it used to be like strike it lucky and. Play your cards right and blind date. As a family, you'd all sit round on a Saturday night and watch TV. A Saturday night at my house now, I'm on my own. All the kids are in their own bedrooms, all doing their own things. I have to force my kids for family movie night on Fridays. So they're all uh, aspiring not to be um, a singer. They all want to be these influencers or YouTubers, yeah. and I can't get me around it. it I don't, don't, yeah. I don't. But they're making a load of money. These kids. Some of them are, but there's an awful lot think that that's the only way forward. Yeah. And their education's going to be um, mm. a, a problem because yeah. of that. That's what bothers me. Yeah. I, I, we did a program a while ago, and it was a while ago. And I, I was asking the question, "What job would you want to do?" And the job that came out then was on the panel of. Um, the X Factor, and you think, on the panel of oh, the... Oh, my goodness. They don't realise that what is behind yeah, being you know on what, the panel. You know what, Pete? My Heidi did the kids' voice. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, yeah. Now, my Molly and Lily, they've got a different mindset. Lily, who's in the press recently, um, she wants to be a human rights lawyer, but she's stepping her toe. She does a lot of work with me. She works for my company as well, so she's in the family business as well. But then... Lily's 18, and then let's let's go to my 14-year-old. Completely different era. She's expecting just to be famous by doing nothing. She did the voice. Uh, she did really well, bless her. But that era, that age, she just expect that they're going to have everything without doing any of the hard work. I can't get my head around that. I've worked since I was 14, Pete. Mm -hmm. You know, I had three different jobs when I was in foster home. You know, I save my... I've always worked to earn my own money. But my problem is with my children, and it's my own fault this is, they're very privileged because I've put that on them. I've always wanted them not to have what I've not. Like, my youngest, she starts private school in September. I thought... And the, the, it, it's like doing this show, and you'll, you'll see doing the show. My kids just expect to pick up the phone, press a button, and foos at the door. It's a different generation, but that's my own fault, Pete, the way I brought my... I've spoiled them because they've had it tough because of who their mum is. Now, you just said something that I've not talked about, and it's really shocking me. I've got 14 godchildren, mm. um, and I love kids. Well, so five I, I, more. I, no, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. But I believe they've, owned, they've all got their own credit cards to get food delivered. Oh, which, my... Pete, I've got to tell you something. Today, the first, uh, this is not even a lie. So I'm trying to reduce the waste and stuff in my house. And my Max and Heidi have both got a Go Henry card. And these Go Henry cards, they, 
they have to do their tasks, like £1.50 for doing the hoovering and, you know, £2 for picking up the dog poo from the, the garden. That, that's what they've got to do. And they earn the money. And I've just dropped, obviously not, it was a lot earlier, it was half six this afternoon, Max, who's 13, Heidi, who's 14, with their friend, who's also 14, with their Go Henry cards at a restaurant in Wimslow, why they all went th- for a meal, the three of them. Is that not just crackers? And I blame myself. And I do, I blame it. And I think because I never had that kind of a childhood. Mm. I mean, my local chippy was fish and chips. I went to a Mexican restaurant with the, the girls from Atomic Kitten and the record company. I'll never forget Liz ordering, ordering fajitas. And I thought that was a fetus that grew in your belly. Wow. Because I was dyslexic. Yeah. And I wasn't very well educated. So my manager always used to have to order my food for me because I couldn't properly really I could read and write but I really taught myself when I moved to Ireland with Brian because I I gave everything up so what I've done with my children is I've took him all over the world I I want to make him worldly but in the same way I've made him very privileged and that's my own fault I mean I've made a rough meal back especially with the younger three (laughs) because they even today my Heidi will go to school and kids and girls say oh your mum's a cokehead even after all these years. Mm. So I think that's my own guilt of giving them too much because yeah. they've had to bear my burden from my mistakes and that's my own guilt of feeling. Interesting you say about that. Uh, in one of my columns in The Echo, I've written um, about my dyslexia mm. and I write for a newspaper, but mm. I'm ashamed of my dyslexia. And People it's made terrible. you feel yeah. ashamed of it. Absolutely. You were stupid. And I'm you were a diff- thick. Yeah, I'm a different generation than you. I'm so much I older than you. I know it was the same you. for me, Pete. I know, but it was even worse yeah, in my I can day. Because you got battered for it. Yeah. You know, you got caned for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I'm glad you mentioned that because... What I've said at the end of my column is, to all of you out there, you can still do it. Look at where we are. Honestly, and and I realise, I'm also on the spectrum of ADHD as well, and I have bipolar, and a lot of it all goes hand in hand. My son's dyslexia, and I've made him not be ashamed of it. I mean, I couldn't even spell the word orange. I probably still couldn't now. Thank God for the, you know, the iPhone, because especially if I'm having a row with somebody, Pete, I press that mic... And I'm able to say all those naughty words that I want to say to somebody just by... And for so many years, I was really embarrassed about it. And I recently did Slebs on the Farm. And I had to write the menu. And I was absolutely pooing myself because I was on camera. I thought, what if I spell something wrong? But I've just had to own it because there's so many of us who are out there who are so scared and so ashamed (laughs) that they're unable to spell a word or read a word... And I get me numbers muggled up as well, yeah. back to front. I've always struggled with Michael and Michelle, but then again, you know I've always <laughs> <laughs> I've got Kerry Katona with me. I've got to say, Kerry, your daughter, Lily, is becoming the spitting image of you. I know, it's scary. I always say, so just remember, you're the before, this is the after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you've got to look forward to. Yeah, she's absolutely beautiful. Oh, my kids are beautiful. Yeah, but she is just... Image of me. Now, what's all this about witchcraft? She made all the papers. Oh, so Lily is... Uh, she's she's a, definitely a one-in-a-million-hour Lily. She's very strong-willed. She's not, um, she's not into hunky boys or anything like that. She's very spiritual. She's an empath as well. So she got into a wicker 
and she has all the crystals and you know it's not it's not like voodoo and all that kind of stuff she's i mean i don't understand it myself but you know i like i'm a, i like going to hillsong i like going to church on a sunday Our lily's been with me eat each their own whatever makes them happy mm. what did she or how did she find it did, apparently from what i read <laughs> oh, from what you read from what i read <laughs> she hasn't um, told you she was she was in a, a woods. I think I think a friend down south. She was into it as well, and she 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 did tell me for a while. She was doing it for a long time, and I said, "Well, she goes, you, you know, you know, I practice." I said, "No, why? Why didn't you just tell?" She said, well, "I just didn't think you'd understand." I said, "If it, if anybody's going to understand anything about anybody being something different, it's going to be me." So yeah. yeah, she likes a moon water and when's the full moon and and things like that. So yeah. It, um, Makes her happy as long as she's happy. I'm happy. That's what it's all about. Yeah. What about marriage? Now looking back at marriage, sh- stop shaking your head. I mean, <laughs> how many mistakes have you made? Do you reckon? Well, I've only there's been no mistakes, Pete. Only lessons. Wow. And that's the way I've got to think about it. My first marriage, I was a baby. Um, we were together for seven years. It wasn't like it was a flash in the pan. We had two children. My second marriage should have just been a one-night stand, but it lasted for four years, and I got two amazing kids out of it. But that was my darkest, darkest period, my second marriage. My third marriage was... That was six years. Uh, George has passed away now. Um, and that that was a tough marriage, but um, it's hard to leave somebody who you're madly in love with, even though they're being really abusive. And I got again, I got another great kid from it. I'm engaged. I don't want to get. Ma- I don't want a wedding. I just want to get married. I don't. I don't. Don't. Don't want all that stuff again. You know, I want. I want a partner. I want someone who's equal to me. I want. Um, don't want a wedding. Don't want the cake. Don't want the big gowns. Just. Just the marriage and. A life partner. I mean, no rush. I mean, yeah, no, no rush at all. We've Good. been together over three years now. Yeah. I've got a ring, but we're in no rush to do anything. Was your second marriage, was that the one that was public? With um, Mark on the, tel- yeah. on the television. That's what in Wimsor. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that has got to be my lowest. Yeah. I was doing that much drugs because I wanted to die. And for me, being a mother and wanting to kill myself is it, probably the, the lowest I could ever possibly be. Because I was willing to leave my children. Mm. So that for me was my lowest, lowest period. And for all of us, because we joined you, you all with watched it. it. We saw yeah, it. Yeah. it was really weird. I mean, I'm really proud of myself, Pete. I should be dead, but I, I've got through it all. And that's why I like, I don't like, I like talking about it, but bankruptcy, people feel ashamed and embarrassed over money, bipolar, people, you know, I was, the way that was handled back in the day with me slurring on this morning, if I went on this morning slurring in a wheelchair with four degree burns on my face, people were going, oh, God bless her, oh, look at her. But because it's a, a mental health illness and people can't visually see it they don't understand it so that was handled wrong but i think we've moved on quite a bit since then was that a very low point when you were on this morning because i remember watching that no it wasn't no that and that wasn't my lowest point ever that was just really really mishandled that was i have put enough i've snorted coke till the cows come home i've drank Till the cows come on, I've got no reason to lie, Pete. No reason whatsoever. I was on, I was on a lot of heavy medication. I was on clopromazine, zopacone, valifexine. It's all trial and error when you have bipolar to find the right dosage for you. And I was clearly on too much of a heavy dose. One of the side effects is slur speech. 
and yeah. and yeah, and and that's what that was. It wasn't a low point. I just think people really misunderstood it, and I feel sorry for the people now because I think they should feel a bit embarrassed and ashamed by themselves at how quickly they judge me. Yeah, but I I was angry uh, about that because yeah. I've been in the industry, so I know they were rubbing their hands with the oh, ratings. Oh, they loved they it. Loved they loved every second it. No, of it. Well, no, they said, you know, your speech is a bit slur, and yeah. you know, I was like, oh, I panicked. I really, I said, it, well, I have by, and I got diagnosed with bipolar in two thousand and five, and this was two thousand and eight, and I never told anybody because my psychiatrist told me. Don't let anyone know you've got bipolar because they won't understand it if they can't see it. And I panicked. I was like, uh, well, it's my medication. I've got an illness called bipolar. Not once, Pete, did they say to me, oh, what's bipolar? Yeah. And what medication you're on? It was like, do you think you're an alcoholic? Because here in this magazine, it says you're necking ne- 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 shots back round the pool. These are your words, Kerry. Oh, I'm a 28-year-old girl in my bay yeah. without my kids. Of course I'm necking... Ne- Shots back, and, but, and there's somebody down there here saying, yeah, turn yeah, it, yeah, turn yeah. it. I mean, that, I mean, you, you to be honest, that's a, that was the number one car crash ever in Britain until Prince Andrew did his, so thank you <laughs> for knocking me <laughs> off the hot spot for that one. <laughs> Remembering that we are live on radio, mm-hmm. and um, how, how did you get involved, and how do you describe OnlyFans? OnlyFans is an over 18 subscription. I got into OnlyFans because I started off as a page three model. Yeah. I actually worked down the road at Sugar Fancy Bar as a lap dancer. Um, for me to get out the rut that I was in, I was in a self in, so I have four sets of foster parents, three refugees, eight different skills. My mum had a lot of mental health issues, drug problems, drink problems, all that. And I wanted to get out of it being dyslexia. I wasn't going to be a rocket scientist, but I had a great set of boobies. So that was my way out. And I wasn't an ugly girl. I was, like, you know, I was an all right looking girl. So I started uh, pastry modelling, glamour modelling. Got in with the sun. They wanted me, but because I had a court order on me, I couldn't do it. So I left. Foster home. Got in a semi-independence home. Went in a nightclub. Got spotted. Was in Atomic Kitten. My career took off. And then during the first lockdown, like many of us, was really struggling to pay me on rent. And somebody suggested OnlyFans, and I thought, hang on a minute, the amount of photo shoots I've done with all these magazines, whether it's an underwear, and I have OK Magazine, I've, I've done all the sexy underwear, done all the sexy pictures, and I go on holiday every year with my kids, Pete, and I always go topless. You know, you've got our DJ next to me digging a sandcastle. You've got my son, Max, having his lollipop. You know, and there's me topless. And then a pap will get a picture of it. They'll sell it and they'll get the money. I've got an orphanage to feed him, me, Pete. Do you know what I mean? So why can I not control my own body? Do you go to the cinema, Pete, and watch films? I do indeed. Okay. Have you watched films like Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise? Yes, of course. Yeah, simulating sex, faking orgasms. They get awarded for it. They get paid millions, and that is called art. I show a bit of nipple, and I'm desperate. Who decides in society what is right and what's wrong, and who is acceptable to do what? You see, well, yeah, but you just made complete and utter sense of it by saying what you just said. You you just, it's common sense what you just said. But for some reason or other, people have to turn it. They do. And and for me, I find that really sad. I'll be honest with you, though, Pete, lately, the last couple of 
years, the amount of support I've had and people showing support, I think it's phenomenal because I always think, like, straighten each other's crowns rather than knocking it off. Especially women with women. Let's all support each other rather than... For some reason in society, people love to see you fall. I thought pedals feel, my God, everyone loves seeing me fall. And I fell really hard. And people, they, they lavished in it. They, mm-hmm. especially papers, they lapped it up. You know, it was almost like they wanted me to, you know, die of an overdose. That would have been the best headline they could have ever got. Well, let's face it, look at Jade. You know, I mean, uh, Jane Goody, who mm. was, you know, a really, really pushed and pushed by the press. They loved it. And, it gave yeah. Amy Winehouse. Yeah. They, that, yeah. I, I truly believe to this day that the News of the World had a headline, ready to go to print, Kerry found dead. Mm. Because that's the way, and I'll be honest, that was the way I was going. Yeah. I'm surprised I'm even here today. So you've got a dating app now? I have, wow. yeah, called Marnie. So I, obviously, we all know I've been married a million one times. Um, but my when my second marriage uh, ended, uh, not my second, oh, God, I can't keep up myself. Hang on, let me Google myself a minute, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, my third marriage to George broke down, I um, I stayed on my own for two years. I was single. And that was the biggest, that, that third marriage was my biggest turning point and biggest lesson for me. I really had to learn to love myself. And I thought, that's it now. I'll never be in a relationship. I don't want a boyfriend. Don't want The thought of it scared the hell out of me. And I started getting into the secret. I started going to church. Not like, oh, I love Jesus and all that. It just really helped me. And um, I got into self-love, positivity. I got into all my meditation and yoga. And I really learned to love myself. Um, my friend Danielle said to me, why don't you go on a dating app? And I was like, oh, give over. Then one day I thought, oh, I fancy a free meal. Let's have a swipe. <laughs> and I found Ryan. And he was the first person I went on a date with. And it was a bit of a slow burner for me. He's eight years younger than me. And it was just really, really slow. And I eventually fell madly in love. And I got a bit embarrassed about being in a relationship again. So I really hid Ryan away from everybody. And then it dawned on me, so because I've had failed marriages and I'm only 36, does that mean I, I should be on my own for the rest of my life? I deserve to be loved and I deserve to love somebody else. So we created Marnie because everybody deserves that happy ever after. Do you ever see yourself owning a magazine? I don't know why I've asked that. No, I see myself managing people, probably. Um, I... I'm very business savvy. I've got my own boutique. I've got my own dating app, which is doing well. We've got our own fitness app. If I hadn't started OnlyFans, OnlyFans was the foundation of my fi- my financial stability. That completely sorted my, my my that was my turning point for everything, and that is where I I got rid of my management that was doing nothing for me. Ryan has played a massive part in me taking control of my life. He's so supportive. But I keep Ryan out of it. Whereas before, I'm sure you saw, like with George, I couldn't go anywhere without him. And I thought being controlled was being loved. And it it wasn't. So it's taken me a long time to get used to Ryan loving me and not controlling me. That if he doesn't ring me 50 million times a day and wants to know where I am, I'm like, why don't you love me anymore? Well, because, you know, you're at your mum's and you're enjoying yourself, or, you know. My auntie recently passed away, and because I was able, I was allowed to stay with my mum 
for so many weeks during during you know what we were going through i questioned ryan's love because he was down south looking after my children not wanting to know where i am and be with me and not leave my side whereas when my nan died and i was with george george was at my side not because he it was it was a control thing but sometimes like, I'll prod and poke Ryan just to try and get a reaction and I don't get anything back because that's what I've been used yeah. to. I've got to ask, where do the kids fit in with your lifestyle? I know oh, they're with social mom. services. They're great. They're on eBay. Buy four, get three free. <laughs> 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 Sorry, say that again. I got carried away. How do they cope with, I mean, do they get bullied to school because of what you yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, massively. Uh, you know, even if I wasn't doing OnlyFans, this. You've only got a type in character on top. There's pictures yeah. everywhere of me. So it doesn't matter what I do, Pete. The kids, you know, from 13 years ago, a 13-year-old kid, even though I've been clean for 13 years, still says to my Max and Heidi, oh, your mum's a cokehead. How does that child know that? Because of the parents. Mm. Oh, well, her mum, you... Yeah. No, it's like, yeah. what are people thinking? Yeah. So whether I was getting my boobs out and being paid for it or not, there's always going to be something that they're going to have a go at me for, or they're going to have a go at my children for. So I'm going to do what I want to, what makes me happy, and what my, my children want for nothing. So I'm having the last laugh at the end of the day, and it's bringing my kids up stronger and knowing how to deal with it. And it's something that they don't know. They don't know any different. Mm. Tell me, how do you feel uh, as Kerry Katona, knowing that whatever happened to you, career or anything, you are still part of an anthem? Because it is yes. the greatest. It as a DJ, yeah. stroke comic, stroke panto, stroke. I can put that on on any dance floor, and I know it's gonna fill the floor every single time. You, no one can ever take that from you. You are that part was of my anthem. number one, yeah. and that was my vocals that went to number one. Mine, uh, Liz's, and Tash's, yeah. and. That is my only ever number one. I left the band to have another number one, which was my Molly. And I'm I'm so super proud. I'm so proud to be a part of it. I was a founder member of Atomic Kitten. I called us Atomic Kitten. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girls went and did it. And they did a great job. The morale to get behind. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to lie. I was gutted not to have been a part of it. Because, my God, look how far we got in, in the Euros. You know, it was... Oh, my God, it's amazing. But I will... That song will forever, ever be... Um, we was about to get dropped when we released that song. We released it on a budget, and I was actually pregnant with Molly. I didn't even know it in that mm. video. So it has massive, massive memories. And if it wasn't for Tom at Kit and Pete, I wouldn't be where I am today. I think, and, I think it saved me yeah. a life. And also, the fact is that when you recorded, you had no idea it was going to be an anthem. Because well, it, it was is spoken. An anthem. It's an anthem. It was, it, it was originally spoken yeah. all the way through yeah. and just the choruses. So I, I did all the speaking. And we gave it to a record company. And then All Saints released Never Ever, which was also spoken. So they said, it's too much like Never Ever. Go and change it. So we changed it and just left the middle eight, which I do, which was a spoken bit. And yeah, and it, it I, I remember being at my mum's and Martin O'Shea ringing me up saying, want to let you know, Holigan's number one and it is your number one, Kerry, even though you left on a mirror going, I ruined my career, what have I done? <laughs> but I'm silly, yeah. Kerry Katona. I never thought I would ever say this, but uh, first of all, it's been a joy to see you tonight. Oh. Uh, 
can't take you seriously. <laughs> and I love you to death. And I'm so thrilled you came into the show. But I'm going to have you ask you to leave because the smell is I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I was all right till the lobster started. (laughs) It's the lobster. And I was in London the other day eating lobster linguine. I know, I know. I'll never have it again. I I think when I get... I've tried to smile. I've tried to be... But the smell is just... But you know what, Pete? You make me smile and it's been so lovely to see you and thank you for having me. Hope you enjoyed that. And if you want to hear more, why not subscribe? We'd love to send you all our podcasts. Liverpool Live.